Hear us here in the host of the hour. First to follow the fox named Neve with books laid before the bear named M to read and retire around the long fire. We're here again. Yeah. It's saga time. Um, we've almost made it to the end of the saga. Uh, we definitely got all of that core cool revenge from Kauri, right? <laughs> We're getting there. It's, you know. Yeah, it's building. You know what they say, revenge is best served cold. Old Klingon proverb. And there's very thing, a few things colder than Iceland. <laughs> uh, other than Greenland. Yes. Um, I don't know if you have any preliminary stuff before. No, I want. I'm sure we have stuff, but let's let's get through the saga first. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a not in terms of like page count, but a, I think a fairly light reading. Um, but I'll I'll try to work through here. Um, I'm trying to remember like the exact details because it kind of just starts with like um this shoring up of support on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, uh, you know, Cowrie's going around, um, and sort of forget who all he gathers at the beginning, but I think it's just sort of the start of the suit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is also where they decide that, um, they should get Merther to do the, the case because his life will depend on it. Yes. So hopefully it won't muck this one up. Um, we get this little interlude of, uh, searching the remains of the house and then finding the bodies. Uh, this, um, the description of, uh, Scarfaith in here is like the best part of this whole reading this week, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think first they find, uh, Nyal Bergthora and, uh, Kauri's son and because they put that like hide over them. Mm -hmm. Um, the bodies are, are pretty much preserved except for like one finger that was poked out from underneath the hide, mm. um, that, that burned off. Um, but we get this like very Christian, uh, discussion of some of this stuff too, where, I mean, they keep like praising God and, um, they talk about how, uh, Nyal's body and entire appearance seem to me so radiant. I've never seen any dead person's body or, uh, so radiant as I have never seen any dead person's body before. Um, yeah. Then they search around for, uh, Scarpath and, and, um, they find him like basically standing up. Mm -hmm. I've heard exactly. He's, uh, his like legs are burned up to around his knees. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of his body is okay. Uh, he's bitten down on his mustache. His eyes are open. Um, and he has driven his axe into the gable wall so hard that it sank to the middle of the blade. Um, but it does not lose its temper. So they, they pull it up, uh, pull it out. And, um, uh, I think, is it, I forget who ends up wielding it. Um, they give it to somebody. Uh, Thorgir, uh, Skordargir? Yeah. Yeah. On, uh, um, 268 is where they're like, give it to him. The thing that I like is okay. there that he's like, his eyes are open. I seemingly like he is untouched other than the part where he's burned, but he like bit, it's like he bit down on his mustache. Like the idea that he just like was resisting the fire until he was overcome. And for that reason, yeah. he's not like burned alive is uh weird <laughs> and gross. There's just like a grossness to it. Yeah. And then they also find that he like, uh, branded himself with crosses. Yes. 
um, on his uh, one between his shoulders and one on his chest. Um, and then they also find the the other bodies. I feel like there's not as uh, cool of descriptions of the other bodies. No, but um, they end up unearthing everybody. Um, and uh, we get a bit of verse too. Uh, Cowdery speaks some verse about basically never resting until he uh, gets revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we then get uh, Flosie's dream here, um, which is sort of a, a prophetic dream, but is also, I guess it's like based off of some other, um, they had a, a footnote on it from uh, Pope Gregory the Great's Dialogium. Mm. Um, it's based off of some dream in that. Um but yeah, he has this like uh, prophetic dream of a man clad in a goat skin um, who is at the top of a cliff with like an iron staff and then uh, calls out the names of all of his men. Uh, and they like list the order. Um, and then uh, he asks which way he's going and says, You're going to the all thing. Um, so, and then, you know, this is prophetic for, like, all of his men are going to die and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get Flossie going around uh, trying to gather a bunch of allies. Um, I don't know if there's anything too notable in this section. Um, it really is just, like, I was kind of laughing, um because it it kind of feels like the saga version of how like so many movies today end with gathering all the forces and they run at each other across the field. Yes. Um <laughs> it's like that part in the the last Twilight movie where they're just like getting all of the other weird vampires from all around. Mm-hmm. Um except it's just uh more old Norse guys. Yeah. A number of them who we've heard of before. Um, um, there is a bit where they talk to Sorley and they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, whatever my uh, father-in-law does. And they're just like disgusted. I thought that was fun. It's a one bit of conversation yeah. here. Uh, um, and also that that's relevant because uh, Guthmunder comes back later. Yeah. Um, then let's see. It's not relevant. Uh, I was going to say it last week. Every time they talk about Geezer the White, I think of like fucking... Uh, Ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny, where they say get off the gray and get off the white, whatever. I don't know why that's the thing that yeah. comes into my mind. Just like geezers there. Um, I'm not going to do it. I'm not saying anyone who listens to this podcast to do it, but you could do a nice Linux saga version of uh, Ultimate Showdown very easily. I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, you got to make sure that you get Killer Prop in there. Yes, <laughs> we'll well, be upset that's, if that's you don't. Mister Rogers analog. He's the one who's at the end. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I always just think it's funny that like it's spelled uh G I Z U R. Yes. But it sounds like you're saying geezer, just yes. like an old man. Uh and then it being the white makes it extra funny. Yes. Um so <laughs> um but yeah, we get the uh this like section that we read has a lot of legalese, and I think we get the first section here where um Merther's introducing the suit and has to like summon neighbors mm-hmm. um and recites things and then they have to he has to so a thing that they keep doing and they don't like 
say this is really what's happening until a good part into the legal proceedings, but is basically um, first listing like the the death as the crime and then the wounding second. Um, like the death as a result of the wounding. And then the other way around is like trying them for the wounding that resulted in the death. Um, but otherwise the verbiage is extremely similar. Yeah. Um, and there's also like calling witnesses to the calling of witnesses. I feel like, yes. <laughs> um, well, it's like, yeah, there's, there's like, it's kind of interesting in the way that like, how do you establish that someone is w- capable of speaking that they saw some shit? Right. So you need witnesses yeah. to, the, to place people at the scene to verify that they're there. Um, I think this all just like really reestablishes how much this is all based on like a very flimsy and now like poke full of holes trust that everyone has in the system. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and I mean, we get more of this when we get to the actual trial. Um but it is just like having people you can say they were there and be like, yep, I'm in agreement about this is what happened. Um, and then also just like having the correct verbiage is really important. Mm. Um, and then there's like this whole process that's being uh, demonstrated here of like uh, basically like at the site um you're like calling the witnesses and then like summoning them to go to the, the all thing. And then they go to the all thing. And then you have to like call them to be there at the like trial. And then you have to like, during the trial, call them to like confirm that what you're saying is true. Um, there's, there's so much repetition in all of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's any other good details with the like initiating of the suit. No, Um, I don't think I have anything. Yeah. Um, oh, we. this is where we get the, the note, uh, which is going to come up and be important later on, um, that Thor Hotler Ausgrimson, who is the one who um, Njadl, like taught a whole bunch of law to, mm-hmm. um, he has this uh, like bad sore on his foot that's caused swelling all the way up his ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he struggles to walk um he can like walk a little bit with a cane um and this will be significant but we get the we get that uh detail first introduced here mm. um then we get uh people journey to the all thing um and flossy goes and visits ausgrimir um and i feel like we've got like just some general uh I forget exactly what happens with the stuff. There's like some, uh, some initial, uh, or like some additional gathering of support that occurs mm-hmm. while they're at the, uh, at the all thing. Um, and yeah, then, uh, Thorger, Skorger comes, um, along with, uh, like Merther and everything. Um, and then, um, oh, the other key thing that happens here before the actual trial is Flosi, uh, exchanging money, mm-hmm. um, or a gift of a, a ring, but like, you know, uh, doing a transaction to essentially hire Aelvir as a lawyer, um, because he's counted as one of the three greatest lawyers at the time. Um, and as we will find out, this is, uh, 
considered illegal to like do this exchange of wealth. Um, yeah, I've seen a man for all seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just funny because like now, like, of course you pay a lawyer, yes. but, uh, <laughs> but back then, no. Um, and then, uh, we get, I don't know if there's like too much else before we really get to the, uh, I mean, they get the support of Guthminder. Um, this is, we get like a little bit of a mirroring of when, uh, they were all going around with Scarpathan and there's like the insults, mm-hmm. um, where a number of the people that were kind of insulted then and didn't really support are now choosing to support because this is a case about Nyal. Um, but we also get a few people being like, this is also about Scarpathan and I didn't really like that guy. Yes. <laughs> um, but I feel like there's not, um, I don't know if there's any big details here that jumped out to me. Nope. Um, uh, and then we get the actual start of the suit. Um, which, uh, so it, it's an initially called, but then before they actually like go to the quarter court to start trying it, um, Aelver is like, I have an idea. You, uh, give your Gothorth, like your, your office of Gothi to your brother. So he becomes the Gothi. You are no longer a Gothi and can then declare one. And so you're going to declare yourself the member of Auskal, who's of the Northern Quarter. And since you are like, you know, before you do this in the East Quarter, they're going to try and try you in the East Quarter. And at the the end, we will reveal that they should have been doing it in the North Quarter. And so all of it's uh, invalid. This will send it to the Fifth Court that uh, Nyadal helped establish. Yes. Um. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But this is sort of the plan is to like, let's try and make this so that it doesn't come to a resolution so that we have to then go to the, the fifth court and then we can try our luck there. Um, so uh, at the, the quarter court, this is like um, chapter like 142. I realize is the same length as like the big battle chapter that yes. we're going to get. Uh, it just... I always think of that one as being longer because I don't skip entire paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas this one is just really heavy on the repetition. Yes. Um, there's so much repeating stuff. Um, there's like a certain point at which I'm like kind of like quickly scanning to see if anything's jumping out. But um, yeah, uh, I do think it, it's kind of funny that there's been like, like this feels farcical in this the sense of... Um, We've had, like, so many chapters. We've had this huge book about, like, the importance of the law and uh, great lawyers and, like, what it means to be a, a great lawyer. Um, and then we get to it, and a lot of it is just, like, having saying things the correct way. Yes. <laughs> uh, like, very little of it seems to actually be concerned about the truth. Mm-hmm. It's all just, like, uh, here's the particular ways that you say it. Uh, here are the specific people who are you were supposed to call, and if you didn't call these ones, then like, you know, maybe the case is invalid because you didn't call like one person who was closer, uh, has a farm closer to the the site or whatever. Um, it's just very funny how little any of it is like. <laughs> Everybody knows the truth, which is that, um, you know, Flo C and his gang like burned them alive in the house. Yeah, <laughs> none of it seems to to. That's not what anybody can, is concerned about. Um, 
and even like the the audience as it just gets described as they like go back and forth mm-hmm. um is just like oh he argued really well so i think his case is stronger <laughs> um he said all the things right um but yeah we get multiple attempts to uh disqualify the case um and for each one um uh, Merther has, and I forget who, uh, Merther's, oh, I think Thorgare. Uh, they, they send somebody to go talk, um, with, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name suddenly. Um, the, the other guy with the, the, like, swollen leg who can't walk. Oh, Why yes. Who I? I would not even. Thor Hotler. Yeah. Thor Hotler. Um, so they have to, like, keep sending back, and then he knows some, cause, Nyal taught him everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he keeps uh, having, oh, here's the little part of the law that you can do to counter that. Um, and it goes from, like, Merther being like, oh, I didn't know people. Or not Merther, uh, Aelvir being like, oh, I didn't know that there are many people who knew that. Um, and then Aelvir doesn't even know, and they have to go to the law speaker, which is basically a role before they had books where, like, your job was just to memorize all of the laws that have been agreed on mm-hmm. and, like, be able to recite them anytime anyone had a question about it. Um, and so at a certain point, they start, uh, like, Aelvir starts sending people to the, the law speaker to make sure that this is correct. And then the law speaker is like, oh, only a few men know that law. Uh, and then at the end is like, I thought that I was the only one who knew now that Nyala was dead because he was the only other guy who knew that one. Um, so, you know, really, really proving, like, Thor Hatler, the greatest uh, lawyer. Um, and all this builds. Um, and then... Uh, Aelvir does the, the final reveal of this is supposed to be in the North Court. Um, and so then because of that, it's a divided, uh, jury and they send it to the Fifth Court. Um, and we get some more, like a little bit more, um, legal battling. Uh, but then the, the big failure at the end is, uh, one of the stipulations that Nyal himself said was uh it's supposed to be three dozen like men are adjudicating um but the the fifth court has like starts with four dozen and so the prosecution has to eliminate six and then the defense has to eliminate six and if the defense doesn't do that the prosecution has to or else it's invalid um and marathon makes this like final slip up um and that's where we where we leave off so um, I think it even ends with like, send a messenger to Thor Hotler to find out what to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the general summary of this. Yeah. I assume next chapter, uh, next week's going to be, uh, swords and dead bodies, which is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you looked at the title of the next chapter. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the battle at the all thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's gonna be a lot of finally Kauri will do his thing uh next time. So <laughs> you've been waiting for him to to swing some swords. Um there's also like a another uh kind of gross moment coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I love it. 
Um, overall, though, I guess, like, in some ways, I I, I want to save the absolute final thoughts when we get the full conclusion of this case, mm. um, which you saw what the title of the next chapter was. Yeah. But <laughs> um, before we, like, really uh, try and talk more about what's happening here, um, but yeah, I, think, I feel like the biggest thing for me that just stood out was... Uh, Again, how much is just about like knowing the arcane rules rather than um, actually trying to like one uh, concern with the actual truth um, and two like uh, there's nothing here that feels like it's actually trying to resolve things. Um, it's just like who knows the the best loophole. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean um, the problem is like law. Law is always a social contract, right? Um, yeah, but it requires everyone to not like think of it that way to function because the minute everyone starts realizing that it's just an exchange of like information and power, everyone turns into like who can scramble to, you know, win the game and not necessarily actually be invested in doing things that are right and good for the most amount of people, which in theory, a legal system is there to do. Um, but once yeah. that, once that box is opened, you can't put it, you can't put it back. <laughs> It's fucked. Like, yeah. there's just no confidence in the functioning of the government at that point. Um, and, and also, I think like a a big thing that's happening here is it's still kind of using as its model, um, the way that like the law of kings would work. Yes. Um, but part of how the law of kings also works is that like that guy just has a lot of wealth and power yes. and there's, there's, like there's a soldiers who will kill make you. It true. Whatever he declares. <laughs> yeah. <right>? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also the, like at the time there's uh, at least to, to some degree, an understanding of like, or, or a belief of like divine, right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm, gods or something. I'm curious um, how much this, um, cause it's not really in the book, but I could definitely see an argument made for it where this sort of like, federal federational government of people all agreeing to things worked better in a pre-christendom world where um there are multiple gods and everyone kind of tries to like understand that there's like a balance between things pulling every other way um and now everyone's baptized and uh, they don't seem like they're really into it but like it, it, it there is a culture to monotheism and christianity right yeah <laughs> the book's not about that, but I feel like the argument could be made that like uh, once once you get once you get baptized, you're just begging for like a king to come in and like be the one who decides things. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not not to get too far ahead. And I, I don't know how much it's going to it's been a while since I've read uh, Hames Krangla. Mm-hmm. So I don't know uh, exactly how much it's going to uh, like really in- interrogate how the change in religion does this. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of the like broader unification of Norway um, does come about through like Christianization mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in a way that makes sense. If everybody's just believing in the same God rather than sort of a, uh, you know, polytheistic, everybody's kind of got their own God, but you're all kind of, um, you know, agreeing to get along. Yeah. There's on a, those there's terms, like a certain amount of like, the natural equilibrium comes through appeasement and discussion and compromise that comes from just navigating uh, like polytheism and also this form of government as like the ideal form that we rarely, we don't really see in the saga, but we have like seen hints of in other sagas. Um, And it's just all gone now. 
Like there's just going to be a warlord yeah. who gathers enough power to make things the way they want to make it. And maybe they'll keep the courts. Maybe they'll dissolve them Darth Vader style. Who can say? I don't know. But um, <laughs> it just seems prime for that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that that is, uh, I guess, like a, a bit of irony in these chapters um, is now creating the fifth court. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, in in some ways, like, creates space where even though they, uh, you know, messed up the previous case, like, even though they did this trick with, oh, it should be in the North Quarter and not the East Quarter, there would be, like, a second shot at it. Um, but also the newness of that means that, like, Marther doesn't remember all of the rules around it. Yeah. Uh, as distinct from the quarter courts. Um, and so this, like... At once created something that could have helped resolved it, but also had this like caveat, which honestly, the let's get uh, 12 more guys in here definitely feels like to ensure the chances that, uh, you know, my foster son gets to be a gothi. So, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, also, a thing that was noted in the, the footnotes um, is that. So one of the only like uh extant law books um is called the Grey Goose book or Graugaus. Mm-hmm. Um and that was from like after this period. And it has a specific law that is like you need to announce uh like at like two different locations, one of them being like at the start of the all thing, if you've changed like uh what quarter you you reside, you know, you're like a allied with so the people have to try you they know which one to do um and it's it's unclear if something like this is why that law got written or if this is just an anachronism Mm. um so uh because there are certainly other anachronisms um the the funny funniest one is uh the text keeps saying um it's like a part where it's supposed to be uh, some actual name of somebody who's present, but it just keeps saying Yon, mm-hmm. um, which is just like not a a name that exists at this time. It is a Christian name that will start appearing in Iceland, but not for a while. Uh, like not until a little bit after this. So, um, I'm trying to find the the part where it keeps coming up, but <laughs> um, yeah, before the court of the East Quarter in the presence of Yon. Uh, which is just John standing in for like John Doe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was kind of amusing how clear it was that like the saga writer was getting bored of copying from the law book that he was copying from. <laughs> so, um, I think that's it though. Yeah. No, I don't have too much else to say here. Looking forward to the end. I feel like this this saga went out with a bang last time I read it. I don't know if I'll still feel that way, but um, I was definitely reading these chapters and missing our MILF hunter at the beginning. Yes. Um. (laughs) It's been a long road uh, since a lot has happened. Not all of it has been good. Like, it's, like, interesting, but, like, this saga does not hit the same way. It's fine. Yeah. Um... It is interesting because I feel like it's it is a lot more structured. Mm-hmm. It does feel more like trying to create a like something more uh, akin to a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But that also means that there's like a certain loss of some of the just weirdness that creeps up in something like like Style of Saga. Yes. We're just getting completely like or uh very tangentially related side story about just some strange guy doing his own thing over here. Um and that that's like some of the best parts of sagas for me is where just weird things are happening in the corners. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I, I finished The Prisoner. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, Good. The second to last episode in particular is incredible. I do not remember what um, the second to last episode of The Prisoner is. Because I'm going to be honest, the thing that endures my memory is the finale, because the finale is fucking wild. Well, it's like, it's episode 16, which feels like it's part of the finale. It's like the first part. Oh, okay. Um, It's the part where they are, like, locked in the number two chamber oh, room yes okay um yeah and it's just like number two and the the number six actor yes. just uh like riffing off each other yeah they bring back leo mckern because they realize he was the best number two yeah um yeah no that that was just a incredible episode yeah um and then i i like the finale as well but um like in a weird there's more like actual special effects happening yes. in the <laughs> in the like final episode. Yes. Um in a way where it was kind of charming, like just seeing the they've constructed this world where like uh the the butler is just like holding a thing of dry ice to create smoke below them and they're like up on a beam supported by like some ladders bouncing around like uh while audio of like uh airdrop plays yes. um <laughs> like an air raid uh and then just like reenacting some sort of battle mm-hmm. um that stuff was just incredible <laughs> that's what tv is for uh yes um, uh my thing is just the way in which the i guess spoilers for the finale of the prisoner which genuinely watch the fucking prisoner i don't listen to this yeah um i love the way in which it just allows it to dissolve into nothing. <laughs> like, what, yeah. is, what is the answer to the eternal mysteries of the prisoner? Fuck you. That's the answer. <laughs> you can read it however you want. And there's like, you can like d- divine meaning if you so desire. But what actually matters is that it's fucking weird. They play a Beatles song and he rides his car in like it's the beginning of the episode, like the beginning of the fucking series. Uh, and it's yeah. good. It's just, it's just weird and good. Um, the i feel like watching the prisoner first really colored my expectations for twin peaks and is why i like some of the things i like in twin peaks when i watched it um yeah because i'm always chasing the weird energy of the end of the prisoner (laughs) i love it yeah (laughs) um yeah truly a bizarre show yes uh it, it is a show where um i guess one of the things with the the actual finale uh huh uh, not that the the like one where they're in the number two chamber yeah. doesn't have some of this, uh, but there's so much stuff that feels like you are meant to like read symbols into it, or that you could, yeah. um, in a way where you still can with the whole like reverting to being a toddler and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> in the previous episode. Uh, but that one just feels even weirder to me. Yes. Uh, whereas this one feels like, you know. Uh, spoilers for the final episode. If people want to skip, get ready to, you know, press the fi- 15 seconds 
a head button right now. Yeah. Um, number one is just the same as number six. It's play play Patrick McGowan. Yeah. But it's like a weird um, goblin man. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I want. This is what I wanted Winnem Roll to be. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing with that is like, McGowan's been clear. Like he just like he just want to fuck with people. There's there's no meaning. Yeah. <laughs> like he has like some interpretations. Like oh like you know we got to fight the evil within ourselves. Blah blah blah. But mostly he was like I wanted to get a thing that people who really got invested in the the plot of the prisoner would I'd get their goat and they'd be angry and I succeeded. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. This is a good show. Yeah. <clears throat> there were definitely some uh episodes, especially as I like, got into the middle of it, mm-hmm. that were a little middling. Um <clears throat> It was funny very funny how the, the weird creepy guy from the Western episode mm-hmm. uh comes back as an important character. Um but I looked into it and I don't even know if it's supposed to be the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's just he liked that actor. He, yeah. he thought that he like did a good job. Um really gave his all. Uh, I was like, well, I want to give you some more roles. So, um, yeah, it is just funny of like the guy from the Western episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> just the, 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 the prisoner feels playful in a way that I feel like TV often is too self-serious to indulge in, in like modernity. And that's the thing I take. I, yeah. I appreciate it. I want TV to be kind of having a, a laugh at my expense, but asking me to laugh with it. And if that's the, and if, if it can do that, I'm usually pretty happy. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, <clears throat> it's not like my favorite show, but it also is like, especially I got to the end and I was like, Oh, this makes sense. Why, why Em loves this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, just some impetuous bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of like what is my favorite show, and I don't even know if I have an answer for that. Um, it's weird because like, if you ask me a favorite movie, I like have a, a rotating list of like thirty things that I will fit into a five or ten and give to you at any given time. I have a pretty good list of games in the same way. But if you ask me about books or TV shows, I have the hardest time. I say The Prisoner because it's a good shorthand because I just like it a lot. I wish people would watch it. Like, it's a good way to like get be like, oh, go watch Prisoner. It's really good. It's pretty short. Um, but like. I don't I don't have like a, a long list of TV that I rotate out the same way that like I know what my favorite 50 movies are at any given time. Yeah. And uh, depending on the day, I can select from them. Um, and I don't feel that way about TV. I just haven't seen enough TV. I don't think that's true. But like, it's just harder for me. I, I feel the same way about books. I've read hundreds of books. I couldn't tell you what my favorite book is if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things for TV, too, is... Um... I feel like there are like episodes that are easier for me to call out as like, oh, that's a great episode of TV. Yes. Um, versus like a a show as a whole, because for at least most like television production things, um, there's just going to be inconsistency there, um, and so you have to like weigh like how's this all balancing out in the wash. Whereas a movie's so easy because it's like you know. Most of the time, like three or four hours tops. There's a couple that will will go beyond that, but, um, you know, usually you're gonna have a good sense of uh, if it if it's working for the whole run of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Um, I was thinking though, Utena might be the one that I would say, mm-hmm. um, just because it also has the mix of like, um, there's like themes and you know plot and all that going on, mm-hmm. uh, but also it's just very funny. Yeah, um, I um, which is a rare thing to like balance it that way. Maybe it's just professional uh, casualty, but I tend to separate anime from television when I'm talking about television. Yeah. Um, not that there's any other cartoons in my top uh, things ever, um, but for me, it's like Prisoner, TNG. Um, at that point, it gets hard. I like The Wire a lot. Wire's really good. Um, I still have never seen The Wire. It's good. Um, I feel like other ones that I like, Futurama I like a lot, mm-hmm. although... Um, when I say that, I'm mostly meaning the original run. Yes. I don't really think of the later stuff. I, I mean, I've seen it all, but... Oh, yeah. I uh, got into Futurama as it was... When it was canceled, right? Like, after it had already been in the air. Um, and then I watched those four movies, and I was like, I'm good. Then they made more, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need more. Yeah. I watched it while it was airing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did the, the math once and found out that it's like I've seen uh, every episode, like... 35 to 40 times or something. Jesus Christ. Um, but because uh, my roommate th- threw a lot of undergrad, mm-hmm. um, at like basically every time that we would have dinner, we would just like, I would make dinner. We would sit down and we watch like one or two episodes of Futurama. Mm. I don't have, any <laughs> uh, and it was just the box set I... of like the four seasons, you know? Yeah. I don't have anything that I'm that way about. Yeah. Um, there was a part where, uh, it was after we watched uh, Titanic for the for Blockbusters. Yes. Um, Autumn was over to watch whatever movie we watched for Stairwells. And then was like, oh, I'm going to put on the Titanic episode of Futurama. Because until this point, it was like the only thing they really knew about Titanic. Mm-hmm. It was like their reference point. Um, and they just discovered that I know like every line. Um, and it's just a thing I like fully suppress within myself because I know people who just quote, it's annoying. It's deeply annoying. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't matter what show it is, who it's doing it. It's always annoying. Yeah. And so I I don't like really do it unless I'm like with people who I just know have seen a bunch of it and then maybe I'll do a little bit, um, or whatever. But yeah, it's just like a thing of, uh, I don't quote like media constantly in my daily life uh because it's it just becomes like weird for people who don't know it yeah so <laughs> um, um how did you find our uh pretty woman blockbuster since you're the one you're the reason we did it um it was a good episode i i was listening to it being like oh, i should re-listen to this but this also feels accurate to like my rec- uh, recollection of it mm-hmm. um which is just like this is a this is a catapult. This is a stardom yeah. catapult. Yeah, it's <laughs> look. I I I don't know if it's clear on the episode, but we both really had a great time with the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like caveats and like it's, it's like a three star movie, but like I I would watch that level of three star movie every goddamn day and be happy. Like that's like that's yeah. it's still cinema. <laughs> um, I had a good time. It made me really want to rewatch Princess Diaries, which is a movie that I found uh, wonderful and formative as a teen. Doesn't I feel like that's a very unsurprising thing to say um, to anyone who knows me. (laughs) 
Yeah, when when I was uh, going through the the list, this may have even I may have even said some of these on the podcast, but I definitely hit the part of like the uh, like Runaway Bride also in this. Yeah, I, I haven't um, seen that one. I do want to watch it now because that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's just like a a number of these that I feel like like this uh 90s screwball comedy kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, I would even uh put Intolerable Cruelty in there, which I know people don't like, but I thought it was a perfectly fine movie. Quite enjoy it. Um Yeah. I think Coen Brothers only made one bad movie and it's not that one. It's Lady Killers, which is bad. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I I was like I should rewatch that. It's been a while. Yeah. Um Oh, we'll probably do that soon before the the urge wears off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also just remember the last time I watched it, um, being like, the the politics of this movie are kind of bizarre. Yes, um, <laughs> in like a wretched way, but yes. also like, uh, there are some stuff where you watch where it's just like, the only thing you get is like disgust from from what it's saying mm-hmm. and i i remember it being more like uh it was like this bizarre milieu yeah <laughs> that it was existing in so i really think yeah. that being like on the cusp of two decades like conflicting ideologies really helps with that if that movie had been made in 1984 it'd be intolerable yeah um the 70s one would be great though it would be great but like i mean it would still be bad deal. but yeah, yeah. But like yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be just another weirdo movie about some fucked up people doing some fucked up things. And it'd be yeah, like, it, it would be fine, but it wouldn't like be a cultural touchstone the same way. Yeah, it'd be on arrow yes. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh yeah, that one. It'd be it'd be a, like a a uh, like a in a criterion like collection of like lesser ran second wave feminist films. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not like a part of the regular collection, but just like a channel. Yeah, yeah, just like, like a for a few in. months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> and then just you, this like movie doesn't exist now. No, 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 no. I mean, that's we want <clears throat> basically any movie um, that isn't like one of the like big '90s blockbusters, like Jurassic Parks of the world, doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. all gone. Everything's gone. So sometimes a yeah. comedy you'll be like oh they made a comedy weird it's like it's not tied to anything or whatever sure um but that's it that's all you get is franchises super mario brothers movie it, coming soon I, I i wish i'm not going to theaters but I, i'd watch the super mario brothers movie i feel bad for saying it but the, the last trailer got me i was like yeah, i like mario a lot <laughs> um foolish it is it's wild that uh, it was the fourth highest grossing movie of all time when it came out. Yeah. The yeah, movies can <clears throat> fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> What's the fourth highest grossing movie right now? Do you know? Can you guess? Um, uh, Probably some MCU you thing gotta or something. you got to be specific because, yeah, I'm sure it's an MCU thing. We're going to, we're going to, you got to give me the actual movie. Um, Are we doing like... Uh, inju- adjusted or not? We are not doing adjusted. Okay. Um. 
I'm going to guess like one of the Avengers or maybe, maybe like the new Avatar or something. Uh, the new Avatar is number three. Okay. Um, the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. And in fact, arguably the only thing on this list that is not a franchise film, Titanic. <laughs> Yo, cult classic Titanic. It's also the only movie for, that's not from this century on the top 10. Actually, the next that's... movie that isn't that's from before 2000 is number 43 Jurassic Park. Before 2000, I mean. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the this uh, not just for inflation. So inflation's been a yeah. real motherfucker the last 20 years. Um, oh, here's the one by uh, adjusted for inflation. Uh, Star Wars is number four okay. to adjust by inflation. Nice. So the top 10 Gone with the Wind, Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars, Avengers Endgame, uh, The Sound of Music. E.T. the Extraterrestrial, The Ten Commandments, Dr. Zhivago, and then Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's, uh, man, that's... <laughs> I'm not here to talk about Star Wars on this podcast. We can't do that. But the amount that Disney has fumbled the bag <laughs> on Star Wars, despite it get, literally having no... Too big to fail. And they're still going, so obviously that's true. But there's no reason the, the sequel trilogy should have been such a huge bummer. Yeah. Um, I've never seen... Dr. Zhivago, which I intend to fix someday. I've never seen Gone with the Wind, which I don't intend to fix someday. I watched uh, Gone with the Wind a while ago. Mm-hmm. It just seems like um, a movie that, like, I understand its historical importance, but, like, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, uh, Emily had a, a friend who was really into the book. Uh-huh. I think it was, like, originally a book, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, and was just like obsessed with all things Gone with the Wind, uh-huh. um, and so because of that, Emily read the book and then watched the movie with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fine. Um, that's fair. Uh, uh, far from one of my favorite movies from like late thirties, early forties. What, what was this friend's opinion on states' rights? <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I think uh not really thinking about it. Okay. Uh so yeah. Um that that friend who not really friends anymore, mm-hmm. uh, but seemed like pretty uh apolitical in terms of the like legitimately just doesn't think about things mm-hmm. way. So um but um yeah, I think I, I, th- I think I've seen all of the movies on this top ten list. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I'll watch Zhivago someday. I'm sure it's fine. I just uh, never got around. Yeah, it. my mom loved Doctor Zhivago, so it's been a really long time since I've watched it. I barely remember it, but um, we did have the like VHS of it, which may have been a one of those two VHS ones. Mm. So I feel like it's fairly long. I um I bet you uh, agree with me on this, but I think The Sound of Music is a bad movie. Yeah. Um. Which you hate musicals, so that it's not surprising. I don't think. hate musicals. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 hater of all things musical. <laughs> You're just like whenever people sing, I just it just uh makes my stomach turn. No, 
there's a very specific musical style that I'm just not that into that happens a lot in musicals. Yeah, I think the sound of music does fit that definition, though. Yeah. Um. Although the 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 music in the sound of music is not like the worst, but um. I feel like yeah, if you not watched like Meet Me in St. Louis, you would die. You would literally die on the spot. I watched Meet Me in St. Louis and I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I did think that the plot of it was very funny. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's no, uh, Summerstock. That's no, the... It's definitely no fucking Summerstock. Yeah. Summerstock is my favorite <laughs> of the classical musicals. Um, uh, that one was good. I mean, for me, it's like a, a four star, maybe four and a half. That's but... totally acceptable. I'll take that. I'm not going to yeah. look a gift horse in the mouth on that one. I think Gene Kelly's really hot in it. I think uh, Judy Garland's great in it, as she is in everything. Uh, uh, I did. I did watch that movie, um, specifically like around the time that we did like Nana and uh, Paradise Kiss, and yeah. I watched that. Knew it was like one of your absolute favorite musicals, and I was like, "Oh, I'm liking Paradise Kiss makes a lot of sense." Um, this is like basically the same story. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. I do love when you get a, like a princess glow up based entirely around a kind of a hot asshole, uh, ruining your life. I need yeah. this. I need someone to do this for me, please. And also like, uh, teaching you that, uh, you're kind of looking down on the arts is, is wrong. That there's actually a lot of like work and passion that goes into the arts. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that's also a part of both of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a great movie, though. Um, um, Chrono Cross update. Have not played Chrono Cross since the last time we recorded. So, easy. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. We, we can't talk too much about it. I got a piece. I did uh, talk about you, um, like, sending me messages online. Uh-huh. Uh, Anna Ghost Divers. Oh, really? About Chrono Cross. Yeah. Was this, this was, was like this a little were bit. Were you recording ago. when I was like asking you for advice on things? Yeah, I think it was when you were asking for advice on like, uh, should I go with Nikki? Should I go yes. with. <laughs> yeah, I was recording. Okay. Um, you were like messaging me like right when we took a bathroom break. Mm. Um, so then I got back and there was a part where I trimmed it out of the like post ed section mm -hmm. the like actual pause but there's a part where i was like i'm back and connor was like all right let me know when you're ready to go and then i was just like silent for like 15 seconds <laughs> as i was responding to you that's very funny <laughs> so well my guide says that these were the two big option points so i, I assume i don't have that many more choices that are like that important yeah um in terms of like the the big thing is just and I don't even know if a guide will cover this stuff is like oh if you bring this character to this thing then you get you know this special dialogue no the um, guide doesn't the guide is going to point me to every border impossible to collect in the game and every character but it will not point me to special dialogues probably yeah um, I gotta say so far all the borders not as good as the default border I only have a couple but I'm looking for a good one. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if there's ever one because I usually just leave it the main one. Mm -hmm. I've also looked through all the 
me see if I can look at the special borders in Chrono Cross. Does somebody have like an image of all of these? I feel like there's one that I used to use sometimes, but the the default one. The the T for three frame is okay. Yeah. It's not as good as the the default one, but um there are some that are just like deeply distracting. <laughs> Uh, all right, everyone who hasn't seen Turn A, get out of the fucking pool. We need to talk about Turn A. Okay. <laughs> uh, nothing else to... I've also been watching Haruhi, but I'm only on, like, uh, episode three of the Endless Eight. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. Uh, Koizumi just yeah, keeps being hot. It's really weird. They realized in between seasons that Koizumi's really hot, so they animated him that way. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, re- it's ridiculous because... No, he did nothing for me in the first season. Yeah. This one, I'm like, mm, yeah. He's <laughs> got like a little bit of a bratty swagger. I I like it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, people have had time to to stop. Yeah, we were talking about turn A. You so you watched uh two of the. It was the single greatest week of GGP history where we got to watch turn A forty three and forty four, which were the dark history episode and fucking disaster that happens immediately after the dark history episode <laughs> i mean the dark history episode is also a little bit of a disaster yes. happening <laughs> but like the way in which it immediately explodes into everyone taking away something different and con- contradictory and dangerous from the event is like the actual thing that makes the whole thing work for me yeah because like um so i you probably didn't listen to ggp for this right uh, no, because I also, since I, I watched a bunch of The Prisoner, because I was just like, I'm in it, I'm going to get to the end. Mm. Um, I have the totally reprise, reprisoner episodes to listen to, yeah. as well as, okay. um, so, but I mean, I listened to this GGP episode way back when, uh, they were just coming out. Oh, okay. Um, so you know that, like, cause I, I knew about this for years, but I didn't know any of the content, like, I knew the Dark History is like, all the Gundam timelines exist, co- coinciding with each other, it's like, that's the, the liberatory thing Tomino gave Gundam. I didn't know the part where immediately it leads to everyone fucking killing each other for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the part where I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> um, The thing is, like, since I listened through GGP, there was a lot of early stuff that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, By the time I hit, like, I wasn't even to the end of... um season one i was like just when you're listening to people talk about a show that you're not watching Mm. there's a certain point at which you've lost the grounding underneath you that like none of it really makes sense anymore yeah um because you don't know who they're talking about you know you'll say like meme and i'm like who the fuck is that now i know (laughs) i know meme guard uh one of the greatest shots of anime is him running down the halls terrified (laughs) so fucking good um but yeah, so uh, most of like what I remember from after that was um, I remember the what Moonlight Butterfly. Mm-hmm. I remember there was some like super attack that the turn A could do that was butterfly like rainbow butterfly themed. Yes, um, I remembered uh, just the the basic reveal of the dark history is like all the timelines exist that like, yes, that is the Zaku, um, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So I remembered like what the dark history was, mm. but not any of the fallout really. Okay. You all talking about that because that then gets into particular characters that I don't have the context yes. for to hold on to anything. Yes. Um, and then the one other thing that I remembered was, um, which I think doesn't even happen until like the final episode is that Gwyn is gay. Um, <laughs> yes. Which that's like the just, one other it thing. It knocked I knocked me on my ass. Cause I just didn't, <laughs> I can't assume that every like foppish industrialist is gay because they're all coded that way, regardless of intent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if I'm doing that, then like half the cast of the prisoner is gay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not like, I enjoy my, my little reads on the prisoner, but come on. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there, there's been this period here where I've just been like, like, I didn't even remember that they went to the moon. Damn. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Though at this point you've watched of Gundam, it would be fucked up if they didn't go to the moon. <laughs> I know. But I was like, what if one of the great things about it is that they never actually go to the moon? Mm. I could have believed that. Yeah, I can believe that being one of the incredible things. I feel like they would talk about it more, but, um, I'm not like confident enough that they go to the moon. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, incredible fucking episodes, though. Yeah. Um, I was uh, doing my usual, I, like, ride my bike and watch two episodes of anime uh-huh. um, on my lunch breaks. And sometimes it's me doing homework for Ghost Divers. Um, but right now it's me catching up on, uh, you know, trying to finish turn A. So, um and yeah, I just, I watched, uh, 43 and I was like, God damn, this is a fucking incredible episode of anime, uh, and tweeted about it. And then like halfway through 44, I was like, this is better. <laughs> yeah. This is, the, yes, so. this is the thing is 43 is great, but like watching the fallout just hate be handled. So it's like the, this revelation could upset the show, right? Like, but it really understands that the focus should be on the characters and their reactions to this thing and not a bunch of like fan wank. Right. Yeah. Um, God, part of the, like, Lauren seeing the, the midnight butterfly, um, and just like the absolute horror or the, the moonlight butterfly. Mm. Um, and just like the, the absolute horror that it can like, wreck on a world and then immediately being like well if it's a tool there should be like a proper way to use it and then just trying to use it to like undo the damage of war um (laughs) you you stupid beautiful boy this has always been his thing right like oh yeah i can turn i can use the gundam in a way that is not just to do harm and that works to a certain extent but no no you can't yeah (laughs) um it's just the even in the face of like the most horrible thing that this Gundam can do, be like, <laughs> well, I'm sure I can still make it work. Uh, well, yeah, it was striking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, a little moment that's it's not as much of like all the Fallout stuff, but that I really appreciated showing up at the end of 44 is there's like this exchange between um, uh, Key Hill and. How am I, why am I losing his name? Harry, Laurent, Harry, okay. Harry Ord. Yes. Um, yeah, where, where, uh, it's basically about like, you know, there's Kehill, like, you know, back in this leadership role. They're both like admiring it. Um, and Harry being like really proud and, you know, 
still committed to protecting uh Deanna. Um and then Keyhill being like, but you're gonna keep protecting me too, and him being like yeah, I am. Like, there, there's another person who's in my, you know, uh, that I'm keeping my eyes on. And it's like, and that's why you wear your glasses, so that nobody can see which girl you're looking at. Um, um, it's a great little exchange. I love every time they flirt. There's weird stuff, that, like, I want to ask you about, but I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, and I don't want to, like, give it away. It's not even, like, I mean, I've listened, yeah. I've listened to all the episodes. Yeah. Have you gotten to the bit where Harry's like, I like you because you have a sadness that I understand? <laughs> Yeah, Keel, which is like, man, Keel's the best. Uh, Deanna's fine, but Keel sometimes moon princesses are not born; they just stand up and decide they're going to be moon princesses. And I appreciate that about her; she's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, uh, Harry or just like, you know showed up in like the early ones and was like oh what's this guy's deal Mm -hmm. or originally what's this girl's deal (laughs) because uh especially i feel like uh it changes a little bit as it goes on but like the very beginning very uh ambiguous gender happening Mm. um especially because i don't think harry speaks for like the first like episode or two he's in okay um so that's just like further through through me for a loop um but yeah just like it uh, as Harry hangs out more and more with the crew, becoming a a better character, um, it's been fantastic. So. Uh, yeah, I really like, especially since this is true of like Gundam, but it's broader true of just like media. Like, I feel like this sort of media always thinks of ambition as a negative, right? Um, yeah. If you want to rise too far above your station or acquire power, it's always seen as like nebulous or e- outright evil, often. Um, and there's nothing about Key Hills as, like pretending to the throne, literally, that is seen as anything but like a good thing she is doing for the queen and for everyone else. And she's trying her best. And it's it's always like redeeming. And I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, It's great, too, even in the moment where uh, like after the reveal of the dark history and everything. Mm-hmm. um where people kind of know which one is which. Yes. Um, and yet still like, uh, there are moments where like key Hill will speak for, for Deanna and things. Yeah. Um, that I thought was great. Yeah. It always um, being a little uncanny is, uh, really good. Yeah. Also them both, uh, holding the knife and running at, <laughs> um, a grip, a maintainer. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They're committed to peace, but they're going to fucking ice this asshole. <laughs> I love that about them because like that scene yeah. also has all the sicko faces. You're like, is everyone just suddenly snapped and turned evil? <laughs> um, God. I, I'm a little bit sad that uh, a group maintainer is not around anymore. Just because I think he was a fun character, but I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love any man who can ascend out, uh, escape out of a ceiling with a pillar that comes from nowhere. <laughs> What a, what a stupid evil clown of a man. Uh, I love him. He was right. Is the problem. He was right. Maybe not his plan. His plan seemed kind of bad. Just like, oh, what if we keep people in ignorance forever? Uh, that never goes well. Um, yeah. But he was right that uh, eventually this will all explode into war again. It always does. Yeah. Um, but also in that moment, uh, DNS slash Keel are correct that like, 
e- even without people knowing, like stuff is already in the works that has caused war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Uh, great show. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to finish it. It's because also today <clears throat> I, you know, I finished the prisoner yeah, and then I was having this question of what's my, what would I say is like my favorite show and doing Utena. And then I watched these episodes of turn a, and I was like, do I just need to like <clears throat> go knock down all of my other anime ratings a little bit so that like, <laughs> uh, turn a and like Utena can be higher. That's fair. We're inventing a so, six star. Yeah. Um. Just do it like rating stairs on stairwells, and we can then do like the ornate s and things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just make shit up. Uh And and yet we are still. That was the other thing I did uh, today is I was trying to prepare a document so that I would have like a clearer sense of my Gundam crimes because mm-hmm. stuff always gets jumbled when I try and talk about it on podcasts. Yes. Um, and so I was like really working through and like looking up dates of when stuff aired to try and figure out the timeline. Um, and it's, it is just funny when I hit this section where it's like I started watching turn A and then I while watching turn A watched like uh you know, finished SD Gundam Force, watch like the original Gundam, Zeta, Double Zeta, uh, Shars Counterattack. I've been watching G Gundam, <clears throat> uh, watching Sea Destiny, which is also in there. <laughs> yep. Um, all of that just like in the, the, over the course of the last like, uh, five months or something you are so lucky to be watching g gundam when you know that gundam's going to get so much worse we didn't have that we were like this is the worst thing we've ever seen we were idiots fools yeah there was so much further to fall g gundam's fine i have no it's not really for me but i have no uh huge qualms about g gundam overall chimney crockett's got four mommies i love that man so much i love all his stupid mommies I just had an episode with them today where it was just great. It was like their backstory. Oh, yes. Um, I was just like them all in a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this is the gayest thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I the thing is, I watch G Gundam and oh. it's like I'm I'm turning off like the part of my brain that I'm using when I'm watching most Gundam. Yeah. And I'm like turning on the part of my brain that I don't use quite as often, but that's like. I'm watching Slayers or something, you know, (laughs) that part of the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm like, well, this is fun. That brain when we had to watch G Gundam, Uh, it was, it was a rough time. Cause we're just like, why is, why are we in the world's worst tournament arc where all the bookings bad? Why have you fucked up the tournament? You had one job. The, the funniest thing listening to the GGP episodes on it is that you just like give up on doing, uh, like summaries because yes i do you just are enjoying the show and so you're just like reading the wikipedia summaries which i do quite frequently and then just like openly mock the wikipedia summaries on ghost divers Mm um but it's just very funny then like listening to that while also listening to sea destiny where you just like every fucking summary for sea destiny uh in part, just so I can note what the fuck's happening any given... Because literally, if I read the Wikipedia summaries, it's like I didn't watch a show at all. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, there's a battle and uh, Heine died. Woo. 
<sighs> you didn't even get you didn't you were watching the HD version. You didn't even get Heine's death portrait. <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw it in a. I think the Discord, unless yes. you send it yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Jackson was posting about it um, in the Discord, so you definitely saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also think it went on GoAxis, but yeah, it's just like, how dare you take everything from anyone watching the HD version? There's so little to uh, hold on to. <laughs> uh, I'm just like... What is the... I had this moment where I realized um, what, like, the average score on any list for I'm trying to remember which one it was that it was higher. That C Destiny had a higher rating um, than a lot of them, I'm sure. It fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I try to think about it. I'm not. I'm not actually engaged in like anime culture to the point where I have to worry about it. So I just try not to because it, it just is unfathomable to me. Um, yeah, because it's really easy to just be like everyone's got bad taste, but like it, I just um, the minute you try to contemplate what it like what it is beyond that, like just oh yeah, everyone's fourteen and thinks Gurren Lagann's great ten years ago or whatever. Um, I don't know what to do. I <laughs> there's no solving it. I just have to walk away. I, I'm a grip of maintainer. Like now, just seal it away. We're not going to talk about this. It's fine. <laughs> why is why was Seed incredibly popular in both like? I understand why Seed and Seed Destiny might have been popular in the U.S. The anime was different. It was airing on TV. No one had Gundam. Everyone's losing their minds. Um, but it was popular in Japan. They had infinite... Every show airing that year is better. Um, I'm sure. Uh, and yet, it was still inexplicably very popular. Popular with women. Popular with men. Doesn't matter. Um, unfathomable. I can't I can't comprehend it. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go crazy. And it's also too much for like... Oh, well, it's just like... Gunpla sales, just people like enjoy it because of the the yeah it's it's um, more than that because yeah I know that's not the case. Uh, uh, I was I was building uh like earlier this week I was building the strike rouge from Seed Destiny, <laughs> um, yes, and the only time we'd seen it so far in all of Seed Destiny is it showed up in a flashback to stuff that happened in Seed. Yes, um, and I was like, what if? Because I see that it's, like, listed as being in both shows. I was like, what if all it is is it's just in the flashback? That would be so depressing that, like, because I'm building this because I'm watching Sea Destiny and I need to, like, have something to hold on to for, like, some modicum of enjoyment. Yeah. And so building this one kit is has been it. What is um, what is the Otori part of the Strike Rouge Otori? Uh, it's the, like, jet backpack. Okay. Um. Yeah, because when you look at um when you look at the Gundam wiki, it's like because Kigali comes out in a Strike Rouge, but like the Atori part, I don't think makes it into the version I'm watching. I think it's only in this the HD remaster. They just gave her a bigger backpack. She still does fucking nothing. She just cries about how hard it is when people do war. Um. Yeah. And so I felt like even more insulted that rather than it being just in a flashback, I'm like, oh, there it is. And like literally earlier, I still have like the missiles under the the wings mm-hmm. to build and like the sword and like the little rocket launcher on top or whatever. Um, that's like all I have left to build for it is just like some weapons basically that, that specifically go on the Otori. Um, I have everything else built. Uh, and so it's like... Literally just looking at it at my desk, like the day 
that I watched the episode being like, oh, this is like still a cool design. I like how the legs work and stuff. Um, and then it just showed up and I was like, oh, she's actually going to do something in it. And then nope, just cries. Yeah. <sighs> Can't give you fucking anything. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's rough out here. Gotta watch See It Again this week. Don't wanna. Yeah. I hate it every time. Gotta watch all of it and be on the finale. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. We'll I'm committed fun. now. Um, the thing is, I also agreed to that, thinking that I would get to talk about Dunbine. <laughs> you could talk about Dunbine if and you And I want. didn't. Yeah. We'll I just... Uh, but the, We'll be taking emails. I'm sure people have questions about Dunbine. That's true. There'll probably still be some Dunbine emails. Um... We'll be doing anything to not talk about Seed Destiny on the final episode of Seed Destiny. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You want to talk about Dumbine? We'll talk, you'd be like, oh, we'll, we'll have watch this week. Well, I've watched Arabat or Dumbine. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's talk about it. Um, God, I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm going to have to say when we get to the end. No, me neither. <laughs> I, fucking 30 minute episode of the finale. Let's get it done. Get out of there. Go home. It's going to be great. Uh, this show, like, defies like proper criticism by just not doing anything (laughs) (laughs) or by doing things and immediately dropping it or contradicting it or uh not caring at all about the thing that it did (sighs) (sighs) turn a though turn is fucking good yeah dunbine's dunbine's fun too i mean it's it's not turn it's not turn Turn A is like unfair. I'm just like, I can't judge any. If I go around looking for more turnays in my life, I will be eternally disappointed. I can't do that. Yeah. It was great to go immediately into Seed, have a terrible fucking time, and then watch SD Gun Force and be like, my bo- like, I love this. This is great. This this show doesn't hold a candle to Turn A Gundam. Couldn't fucking, you know, live in its shadow. However, um, it's still really good. Because that's true of yeah. all the Gundams. None of them. None of them are Turn A. But it's like unfair. I, I I can't hold anything to that. I I hope we have good Gundams ahead. Turn A is going to be it. If if there's another Gundam I like as much as Turn A, I will be stunned. Yeah. Even my number two, I'm like, well, middle's bullshit, and there's a lot of stuff I don't like, and it's a great. I think it's a great show, but like, it's it's no Turn A Gundam. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, do you have anything else? Uh. If anybody's doing those Gundam polls, just keep voting for Pla. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you meant the one in our Discord where everyone voted against oh. Kiel and I fucking stormed out. Yeah. How dare How they? How can you vote against Kiel? She's up against Laurent and she lost. I don't understand it because Kiel's better than Laurent. Sorry. It's just true. It's just true. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, keep rooting for Pla. She's great. <laughs> yeah. Silly girl sweep. Yeah. Um, that's it. We'll be back next week. What are we? We're reading till the end of the book, right? Yeah. So forty-five through whatever. Yeah. It's the final Until chapter. It's done. Yeah. I'm not gonna look. I'm one fifty-nine. Okay. Easy. Um, don't don't flip to that and look at the title because it will tell you how it ends. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, either uh, Kauri kills everyone and wins or kills everyone and dies what if, you know that's gonna be how it goes my lips are sealed yeah no we'll find out we'll, we'll talk about it next week um I guess that's it where can people find you 
Uh, you can find me at Fox Omnia on Twitter and co-host. I have pinned posts on both of those that link to all of my podcasts. Uh, Ornate Stairwells is back. Yeah. Uh, we've also got that bracket coming up. Yes. Um, so still looking at predictions, uh, there's like one thing in, in particular. There's two things in particular that continue to be like deeply comical to me. Okay. Um, so. Which is. Um, or can you not say? I'm not going to reveal it. Okay. You, it's still going. reveal to me afterwards because I've already submitted mine. Yeah. I know I did bad because I didn't know what half, like not half. I didn't know what like a good 20% of the movies were. I was like, I don't remember what this is. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to reveal it here because people still have until Sunday yeah. when they're listening to this uh, to get in the the predictions. And then I we'll see. I haven't actually confirmed this with Autumn, but I think I'm going to try and have us like talk a little bit through looking at predictions um, when we record on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then the, the actual episode of the bracket will be um, out on Monday. Okay. So... Um, everyone can, can find out how wrong they were. Um, the other thing I'll say is we've been talking about Gundam a lot. If you like Gundam in particular, if you like iron blooded orphans and have broken the timeline, uh, we're doing that over at ghost divers. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, export odd slash ghost divers. Uh, I think that's it for me. Okay. You can find me on Twitter. EM underscore being, you can find all my podcasts at normalmapping.com. Uh, what do people listen to other than this one? I listened to my uh, Fantasy Star episode of Normal Mapping. It was really good. Um, actually, what you should do is go to youtube.com slash Dia and watch me and Dia play through Space Quest. We just finished Space Quest 4. We release about an episode every week, most most weeks. It's a little less sporadic than this podcast, or more sporadic than this podcast, but not by much. Um, and... Uh, there was an episode just a couple back where we just kind of hang out and talk through a digital mall. And it's great. It's one of my favorite things I've recorded this year. I know that you're still young, but um, bars are high. I enjoy what I do. Um, and uh, check that out. You know, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, the Pretty Woman episode's really good. That's at $5. Uh, VoIP Life, I have no idea what we're doing next for VoIP Life. We have not talked about it yet. Um, and lately, all we've been doing is work. Uh, so it's always really hard to do VoIP Lives like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's it. We'll be back. We'll finish the saga. We'll take a week off. We'll open that big book of kings. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, until then, we're out of the podcast.
Thank you. 